Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, my beautiful people. How are you guys doing? It is season three of Coffee with Mrs. Crawford. I cannot believe that. Thank you so much for everybody that has been with me, listening, catching up on podcasts, being there for me. Just shit. Just thank (laughs) y'all. I appreciate it so much. I appreciate my audience. I appreciate that. And we're here. Season motherfucking three of my podcast. And I couldn't be so proud of myself. I couldn't be so proud of every one of y'all. And it's Mother's Day. A beautiful day. A beautiful day. So we're going to just jump right into this thing. I'm just here to let y'all know that this has been some trying times. And on this season, we're going to be very transparent. We're going to get on to some topics and discuss some things in a death that... You know, we're going to do more than scratch the surface. And one thing about transparency, I'm going to start this um, clip off, is with mental health. When people say check on your strong friends, that is a under understatement because people don't know what high functioning depression looks like. Because a lot of us, when we get low, we get low. And it's the strong friends that get us out and uplift us and give us certain encouragement and tools that we need to either go to the therapist or bring us laughs or do whatever it is that the strong people do, right? And even though sometimes with that strong person, they can still go to therapy and because of their attachments and their reasoning for surviving because most of these strong people are surviving this way because they're 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 something for somebody and running and being something to somebody or considering yourself valuable to people in this instance is something that most high functioning depressive people like to do you know what i'm saying and not only that with being a high functioning depressing person they're always smiling they're always laughing They have some sad moments, but in front of everybody, and when I say everybody, I'm talking about themselves too. They are, you know, it's not so bad. It can always be worse and silver lining and chicks and bubbles and girl, you know, we got to get through this and get through that. And that mental everyday man in the mirror is kicking their motherfucking ass. And unfortunately, I want the people of the family members around also with people with these type of disorders to understand you can't take this personal there's never going to be a thing that you can love them enough or support them enough or do the things that you need because it's something that the individual has to get through and it does take a lot of therapy it does take a lot of self-aware it takes it does take the support but even in the untimely manner that some people just can't take it anymore and they decide to be done with their life. A lot of people say, you know, what the first thing is folks will say is, well, they were so selfish because they were so loved here and this, this, that, and other. And you're right, they are. But people have to understand is, are they selfish or are you selfish? Because you don't have to live in that person's mind. You don't have to live in that person's emotions and you don't have to deal with the despair that that person has to go through. And for once, if it wasn't for the fact that how could they do this to you? One sentence that I want people to start thinking of before you think about yourself is, man, I wonder 
the mental anguish that person was in to want to take that step. Because a person that commits suicide in a way that when they feel like it's over and when it's done and when they've had enough and I'm sick of this or they don't have a point, it never has the reason of, oh, I'm just about to, it's so easy and I'm over this life. And believe it or not, the people that, and they know who they are, if it's family, children, husband, wives, friends, whatever, the ones that the, the person that has committed suicide loves, you are the reason they stayed around as long as they did. Trust and believe that. Every fight, every day, every moment, every decision, everything that got them through the next day has something to do with y'all. So it's not about them not loving you because if they didn't have you around, please believe this story probably would have ended a long time ago. And I'm speaking from experience because I am a woman that has tried to take my life, not just once, not just twice, but three times. And in those moments, it's never about anybody else. And the about the anything else is because people, to be honest, they're tired of being, I know I can't speak for other people, but what I can say is in those moments, I was tired of being everything to everybody else and didn't have nothing for you, for myself. And even to learning those things, you have to, you know, drop some things off. The loneliness into dropping those things off is, is lonely. It's quiet. All you have is your mind. And if your mind is not in a place where it needs to be, even with therapy, even with therapy, sometimes that mind and that thing is so tricky or people can treat you such like crap and people don't realize it, that it's just like, you know what, I'm going I'm to I'm just erase myself from the equation altogether because I ain't got to deal with it. Especially for those who not combine, like who's not, not combined, who's not, what's the word I'm looking for? Who's not bonded by the sense of heaven or hell. Oh yeah. Those choices get just a little bit more simpler because it's just like the hell that people go through, the mistreatment, the judging, the pressure, the constant abuse for some people not being able to get rid of it or get away from it, constantly feeling like you should trust people and it just don't seem to work out. So yeah, mental illness is one of them things, especially with high-functioning depressive people, that we could be like bubbles and chewing gum all the time. And this is not something for people to be like, oh, we got to keep an eye on them and give them all attention. No, it's just an awareity. It's just an awareity that sometimes that I ain't talked to such and such in so long. That single, good morning, girl, how are you doing? I haven't heard from you in a long time. Could be the text that gets that person to be not to jump off the bridge or drive their car through a wall or swallow those pills. Sometimes you don't need to know what's going on. And sometimes it's as, it's as easy as a good morning, how are you? I was thinking about you. Hey, love, I hope you hope you doing all right. You have the best day in the world. All those things. I'm a person like that. I try to send out so much love, especially when I'm in my low moments. When I'm in my low moments, I try to send out so much love, just produce and produce and produce and produce. And because of the people that I have chosen to surround myself with, when I send out this genuine love and this heartfelt love, it's nothing like a gimmick and give me attention. It's, hey, I love you today. 
I love you real big today. I love you with every bit of love that I have left that I'm hanging on with this life. And then those people send genuine love back. It's not of, it's not where, and from my mind, and nobody else take this any other way, it's not one of them things that is like, oh, I'm sad, I need attention. It's one of them things that I need a space. I need to be reminded that it's love. I need to be reminded that it's kindness. I need to be reminded that people do really fuck with you. And when you walk around here, especially some people, you don't need anybody. No, I don't need nobody to make me happy. But I do need the love. I need the energy. I need the spark. I need those things from genuine people who want to fuck with me. And I have that. But even in those moments of having that, being a high-function, depressive person, sometimes being that strong friend or that friend that's always texting or always doing that or the one that's thinking about people once it's time to get quiet the thing that gets is is the echoes of nobody checking not let me repeat that what gets you is the echoes of realizing that you don't get what you put out that'll fuck you up too and then some of it is the maturity is that i'm gonna always probably give more than what i receive because that's just the person I am but let me look at this meter and let me see how much I'm giving and in some things because it's free and that's the way that I move there's nothing I can do about it I'm always lead with love because that's just the person I am you know what I'm saying don't get me wrong people that know me I'm a whole thug don't play with me but I lead with love I lead with love because I want to love I lead with love because it's lighter than anything else but even in them days going through the transition that I'm going through, setting my boundaries, listening to myself, doing those things, it gets real lonely. It gets real quiet. And those are the things that people don't sit and tell you about. Yeah, you got your therapist and you got your friends, but it's those moments where it is so quiet that it's quiet, quiet, and it's unfamiliar. And then what do you do? Because as a human, when we don't understand a feeling or we're in an unfamiliar emotional place, we will do anything we can to make it be familiar. So we can attach it to old things that was dead as a dog. And then we'll rise that thing up trying to uh, justify the feelings that we have. And then when it doesn't feel right, or we're not wearing that cloth the same, it's like, okay, then this ain't it. Am I this? This ain't it. And it's like, okay, now I have to get familiar with the unfamiliar and that's the that's that's where when when I tell people like okay when you go to therapy also get you a life coach because coach therapists gonna give you every piece of tool you need out that bag coaches is gonna remind you which tools is attached to what it's like life coaches come for people come in where people want to do the assignments to get ready for the test and then therapy is the test it's those things that you can go release and get everything that you need. And in the meantime, you're going to keep having to open that book and go back to those passages. And sometimes with a coach, it's going to tell you that this is the emotional tool you need to deal with that, not this. Not that. And it's always a process. Mental health is one of the biggest things that tear us down, especially in the black community. Um, mental illness is a thing... And even to mental distress. Because the mind goes through things you emotionally play. And a lot of us are still at the point where we don't want to drop our stuff off or face our stuff or realize 
that some of the things that we're doing, because it's some of us, just look around, it's some of us that's 40 years old still doing the thing, same thing we was doing when we was 20. It's some of us walking around here 39, 40 years old doing the exact same thing that we've been doing since we were 20 and justifying it, depending on how popular or how well we like we're around some people. And at some point, you get the question or asking yourself, should I be doing something different? Should there be different? Or you get to the point where you're so bitter because everybody else is moving around, you want to make it seem like whatever they doing, they doing something different where it's, it's not a positive. And that's where the, all the hating comes in. And for some people, we just don't want to be the same. We do not want to be the same. We don't want to continue with the same a change that we didn't pass down from family member to family member, from generation to generation. Don't nobody want to keep doing that. Don't nobody want to still do that. So when I'm out here telling you to talk to your children, um, let them have a safe place to express themselves. And then expressing themselves, sometimes what your children got to say to you is not always going to be nice. And that's just, that's just the truth about it. <laughs> Like, for real, it's not. But, yes, mental health, mental health. Let me tell y'all, if you do not have a therapist at this point, get a therapist. Get a therapist. Get a therapist. I opened it up talking about it because it's very important. It's very important even to people that if you think you're going to be in a long-term relationship, get a therapist for y'all and then find you a personal therapist. And just so y'all know, your friends is not your therapist. Y'all can talk about something, they can empathize with you, and they can relate. But baby, your friends are not your therapist. I repeat, your friends are not your therapist. Unless your friend is a literal therapist. And even to that, stop going to your friend trying to get therapy for free. Because that's their energy and that's their time that they have decided to work with people to help them with their issues. Not because you don't want to leave Tony alone. Okay, if you don't want to leave Tony alone, you go find a place and a time for you to deal with that. But that's not for your friends because they need a break, too. One other advice before I end this podcast this morning. On Mother's Day. To my beautiful, beautiful women out here. One thing we're going to have to learn is how to not be everything for everybody we're going to have to learn that it's going to be some days that we're going to have to be so selfish that the days is only about me need to start making you a list doing what you need to do and on those days you need to be so selfish that if this if anybody asks me to do anything and I have not done everything that I want to do for me Say no. And you know what? I'm going to take it a step further. Even if you got a list to do absolutely fucking nothing. And I mean absolutely fucking nothing. Okay? Still tell people no. And even if they ask you what you got to do today, nothing. That is your right. And it is okay. Even when it comes to your children. Even to me. It's some boundaries that I have to set that, you know what, I'm off today. Figure it out. You're going to figure it out because you can. I'm not taking nobody to work. I'm not picking nobody up. I'm not doing nothing extra that I don't want to do today. 
even to some of y'all husbands. No, today I'm not picking up this. I'm not cooking. I'm not doing nothing. I'm not doing a motherfucking thing. And it's just not for Mother's Day. It's for some days that you need to take some self-care and be like, you know what? Because we will make ourselves so available to people that people's lives will get so consumed with us that they don't know how to almost function without your presence. You become their captain, their savior, their appointment, their dentist, their therapist, and everything else that go down the line. And before you know it, you have no time, no space, no wherewithal for you. You don't have anything for you. And that stops in 2022. It's sometimes where you have to take the moment and be like, no, I'm just not. And be okay with just not being. Shit, you you always being 364, 5, and 6 days and however other many days that's in the year. We got leap years and extra days and shit, extra seasons at this point. But no, for real, for 365, you are being. You are being a mother, a sister, a wife, a girlfriend, a teacher, a counselor, a doctor. And if you're a mother, you everything. you a dentist, you a therapist, you a psychotherapist, you a, a shoe matchmaker, ring consultant, all those things. And at the bottom of it, it's like, when do I have time to be me and to be me without being guilty? Because, yeah, it's somebody that take the time off and have them a, a good self-care day. And the minute that you spend $22 on yourself, you got to spend $222 on your kids to justify why you spend $22. Girl, every time you pay that electric bill, and people kill me with that. If you didn't have kids, you would have bills. You're absolutely right. If you, if I didn't have kids, I still have rent. I still have electric, water, gas, and whatever else you pay. But anybody that lives one with one person versus multiple people, bills is real different. The only thing that may look the same is the rent. Because that, and then that depends on what you want to live in. See, when you got children, you have to live in so many, so many bedrooms. When you move by yourself, you can get a whole loft if you want to. You see the difference? When I live by myself, I don't have one light on in the house, but the light that I'm working with in my room. When you have children, you got multiple lights on, multiple gadgets on, multiple things on. So your electric bill is at least a $200 difference. And in that $200 difference, your kids don't got to pay that. That light come on and off. It comes on and off. It comes on and off. When you single, you got to buy three, four pack, a, a, a full pack of chicken. It's only you fried up. When you with somebody, when you got some kids, you got to buy six pack, eight pack of chicken. Big price difference. It's a big price difference. And so I want to keep, I want people to quit acting like it's not a price difference when you got multiple people. When you were the only one in your house wiping your ass, you'll keep a six pack of toilet paper. Fine. Fine. Almost two and a half weeks. But let you get some girls up in there and get multiple people. And I say girls because at some point they're going to be losing a lot of tissue between periods and wiping their ass and their booty and everything else. Yeah. Toilet paper, you're going to, it's going to go up. So when your kids can do that freely without having to worry about if the lights going to come on, not worrying about if they going to eat, not worried about if the Xbox going to come on, not worrying about if they going to have school fees, not worrying about if they going to have shoes on their feet. When your kids can wake up and be spoiled and rotten and all the things that our children is, please believe you have the right to say hell to no, I'm not doing that and not feel obligated to them. You don't have to give your kids your exhaustion. Now, 
If you want to give your kids, you know, do what you want to do for your kids. But you have the right to say no at some point, too, even when they're little. I was telling my sister for the longest to this week. We have these babies and we spend so much money trying to do all these things. But it's my baby. Girl, you're doing that for you. You're doing that for you. Because I know some things and some pictures as I get older between infantry and to about five, six, seven, eight. I don't remember half that shit. I don't remember half that shit, if any of it. And that's the things that your kids ain't going to remember a birthday party. What they're going to remember is as they get older, the time that you put in. When you was there at the activities that they can absolutely remember. Because they ain't not going to remember when they won and you didn't got the giraffe and all the jumpy houses. and They're not going to remember Christmas at one when you didn't went put yourself in debt for a top. They're not going to remember that. Hell, they barely really know who you is at any given point. It's so crazy. And I had this conversation with my sister. And sometimes we have to get to the point of appeasing us and projecting, well, this is what I should do. I'm about to tell every new mother from this point now, come here. When your baby is born, if you want to spend some money and, and do all that, take some pictures. Get him a cupcake. Take some pictures. Wish happy birthday and be done with it. And be done with it. Celebrate his life. Shoot. And that's what you need to do. Take him to the park, be around some kids, take some pictures and tell him he had a birthday. But like, it doesn't matter. Why Why are we going broke? I don't care what your financial status is. I do not care what your financial status is. One, two, three, four, five. I probably had the first birthday party at five when they can have kindergarten friends. Birthday party. Yeah, I probably do five, 10, 16. And at 21, you better have some friends at this point. Shit. <laughs> I mean for real like it's some things that we have to uncondition ourselves to do if anything if you want to be proud start building your kid a portfolio if, if you want to spend some money and all that money we paying on jumpy houses and Jordans and the clown that come out and the giraffe and the boxes and the coordinator and all that stuff we spend money on Take that same amount of four, five, six, seven hundred dollars and start your kid a portfolio. That's what you could do. Shit, I wish I had that since then. Cause I'm having mine built now with my kids. But we a little lady. If you want to spend two, three, four hundred dollars, walk around with TT shirts and all that stuff, and this, this, that, another, guess what you could do? Take that money and build your kid a portfolio. Give your if it, if you want to give your kids anything else. Other than Xbox, tablets, cell phones, and everything else they want, Jordans and all that, give them a portfolio. Give them some stocks. Give them some bonds. Give them a way to be in a better financial position than a lot of us. A lot of us. Some of us got good credit, and we done built them credits, but we still leave them paycheck to paycheck. So even to those of us that's just figuring it out, not knocking it, let's do keep doing our thing. But let's give our kids something where they ain't got to get 35, 20, well, let's say 25 to 35 trying to figure out how this works. Try to, trying to figure out what's the difference between assets and liabilities. Trying to figure out what's the difference between property tax and all these other things and taxable donations and this, this, that, and the third. That's what we could do. And it's just as simple. We just can change how we feel and how we think about things. Because even to that... The first thing we'll quick to say when people give us an example what we could be giving our kids, and it's not a knock if you want to give them a birthday party and still give them a portfolio. Do what you need to do. 
But just think about it that way. Because we'll be quick to be like, we ain't got that type of money to invest in. Well, you just spent $1,200 on a one-year-old birthday party. Take $600 of that. Get on TikTok, YouTube, or somewhere else, and everything else you watch all day. And see what it's like to invest and build a portfolio for your one-year-old. And think about it. Time flies so fast for some of us. A lot of us looking at our kids this year and like, oh, my God, they're seniors. They're graduating from high school and going to college. Before we knew it, blinkity, blinkity. And then when I thought about all the frivolous stuff that we done bought. And you say frivolous because your kids can tow up stuff, throw away stuff, outgrew stuff. Because some of us with these boys, I can't even say boys, these girls too. You better mess around and bought some shoes at the beginning of May. And by May 31st, they feet it's two size bigger. You turn around and buy a whole bunch of stuff thinking that you okay. You mess around and your kids didn't have a two inch growth spurt. And they can only wear... 50% of the stuff, and it's like, yeah, and it's those things that we could just put the money different. You know every year you want to celebrate big? Okay, I know I want to spend $1,200 on my kids from the time they one, two, three, four, five. Cut that bag down to $200 and put the rest in the portfolio. We save for what we want. That's my point. It's some folks right now that's about to start putting their Christmas money back. You hear me? In June. Say, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm pinching so I won't have to worry about it. Instead of buying them Christmas gifts this year, get them some portfolios. Like, for real. Financial education, financial wealth. And the financial wealth don't mean that they're going to be millionaires. But it's one thing to understand your finances and put yourself in a position where you don't have to work so hard to survive and they can enjoy living younger. You know, those are the things that we don't talk about to de-stress our kids. Yep. You about to go buy, and then it, it, just think about it. It's some of us that then bought an Xbox every two years. Every time the new one come out, you didn't got your kid one. So every two years, you just spent from $800 to $900. And it's not a bad, it is what it is, but just think about it. At 9, 10 years old, you about to go spend all this money on the iPhone. Yep. You're going to get it for free right now. But by the time you get done paying that bill, that installment, of $58, $60, $70, every month on your phone bill, you can go to Walmart and get them a cheaper phone and pay that same $78 to Acorn. Uh, it's stash. It's so many different places to build money and and, and all type of things and get the finance because I'm not a financial advisor. So when you want to get to the knit, the grit, the meat, and the potatoes, go find you one. Go talk to a couple of them to make sure you ain't going to get um got because it is what it is. Or YouTube it or go one of these webinars or seminars or one of these free ticky talks. It doesn't matter. I don't care where you get it from. But you can get it. And that's what you do. Like, girl, look, give your kids that financial freedom when you start building them at 21 years old or building them at portfolio, whatever college you want to go to, whatever trade school you want to go to. Or if you felt like at this point, because our kids is coming up a little different, at 18 years old, 16 years old, you need some money to start building your own business empire. Well, guess what? I've been building your portfolio since you was one. And this financial freedom is for you to do whatever you need to do, especially our little black kings and queens. Build them a financial place where if they want to go work, great, go work. But where I'm not going to be is anywhere that don't appreciate me and um, devalue me or feel like I have to be here. I can make decisions to move how I want to, big boy, baby, baby. That's what we can do. Now, my kids is grown. And before anybody listening to this, Ebony, did you do it with your kids? Hell fucking all, because it wasn't nobody to tell me. 
Wasn't nobody to tell me. I, they had to wait late just like I had to wait late. But this is not about what did I do. This is about what I didn't have access to and what I'm giving y'all. Because that's the thing that we was, as so much of a people was quick to, is she doing it? No, I did not do it when they was younger. Duh, that's what I'm telling y'all now. Like, hey, I wish I knew. I wish I knew. And it's just that simple. All you got to do is before you get offended, because I can, because you know people act come for me, and I feel like, oh, you came for me. And before I get in my feelings, I sit and think about, man, that's a good idea. My baby Tian will be Tian. So instead of doing all this stuff and doing this party, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start this. Now, with my 18 and 22-year-old, I didn't have that piece of advice. We wasn't thinking like that. Especially since my baby... My baby's a Christmas baby and a tax time baby it was just those. That it's like, okay, I knew I could, I could keep them lit. I could keep a fashion and I could keep them feeling important. And I could give them all the benefits and the wonderful things that my mama gave me. Because, you know, some of y'all, you know, when I be talking about my past, I don't think my mama is the stuff. She spoiled us and spoiled us highly. And it's some things that I want and got. And my mama made sure we had it. Now, with her kids having their own identities and personalities, there's a lot of things that I did not want as a kid that a lot of kids won't. For one, I didn't care. I didn't care in the list of it because that's just, I just, I didn't care. But nevertheless, however the common, it's some things that it's just like, it's just not for. I know some of us feel going to that guilt thing when we, oh, my baby, girl, bye. What are we really, we sit back and we won't say, oh, my baby, what am I really giving my kids? They upset because they can't buy an Xbox? Well, guess what? That's not the end of the world. And them not having an Xbox don't submit them into what financial status they have. Because sometimes I think as parents, we need to really sit down and explain to our kids how we have nothing. That's how some of the bullying go on in school. For real, like, think about it. I hear kids come home talking about, they talking about how I dress and what I ain't got. Well, first of all, them kids is broke. If their parents didn't get them for them, they wouldn't have them. We need to tell our kids about the financial structures and what they had. That's why one thing I loved in school, uniforms. Uniforms. I don't think they took it as far as they should have because I would have took it all the way down to the shoes. They would have all been in there with the same brand of shoes. And matter of fact, I would have restricted to the point where they could only wear a certain type of brand and I would have made sure the brand that the kids wore only was between a certain price that's what i would do why you could express it by dazzling it up you can put a little bedazzles on it you can put your initials on it you can almost pick whatever color you want because everybody want to be an individual i get that but it's certain things that we shouldn't be so focused on important that we're distracted and have kids sitting up here going through this hierarchy of privilege when they don't have to but that would have to come from teaching the parents and then we already know where that go that's why i'm quick to tell my kids what i got and what they got because they be confused and then at some point it's our responsibility to take care of that you know what i'm saying it's mother's day so all type of good tips to do something different. Because I ain't going to call it doing better. I'm going to call it doing different. Because there's nothing wrong with getting your stuff. Those monetary things. It is what it is. But it's certain things. We can just change what we give them. 
and still make them feel important and set them up for something. Because I didn't say don't get them nothing. You know what I'm saying? You can get them a cupcake. One or two friends take their ass to the jump park. And then spend the rest of the money on the portfolio, however they come. But nevertheless, this is this. I'm going to enjoy my wonderful cup of coffee for the rest of my mother's day and detach because I am off. I'm hoping that every single mother under my breath, no matter what type of mother you are, G-mama, grandma, stepmama, godmama, a mama like, you the mama that all the kids know, adopted mama, baby mama, it doesn't matter. Happy Mother's Day to you and have the day you deserve. And I'm back, bitches! Happy Mother's Day.